This is a HeadGum Original. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Stella like to throw some shade, Kiki with the gaze. It's time to drag her, time to drag her, drag her. Lord, praise it be, it is the day of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Everyone knows that we all went to Catholic school. I'm praising my God, my one and only, my mother Mary, my my divine, the beautiful <laughs> Betsy Sadara. Oh, bless you. Betsy, I don't know if you know, this, you. You know that you're on Drag Her, the one and only RuPaul's Drag Race recap podcast available on the fucking internet. Wait, I am? Yes, you fool. Oh, man. I thought we were just talking and hanging no, out. No, no, <laughs> no. Um, but bless Ooh, I be. know. I'm excited. Bless First, and be. Let's pray. It's the it's uh, my favorite day of the week of Sunday. You know, oh, I never yeah. have anxiety on Sundays. I. Uh, what is that? I really love the Sunday. I get um, it. But what is that? Let us pray. Pray. In the name of the heels, the makeup, and the Trinity that took title. <laughs> That's the Holy Trinity. I want to. Trinity K. Bonet, Trinity the Tuck. Children! <laughs> oh, my God. Which Trinity? How do we pick? That's tough, man. That's tough. I love both Trinities so much. I do love it. I will say, I heard, I can't remember where I heard this. Uh-oh. That someone was like, Trinity was like, how did you pick your name, Trinity the Talk Taylor? She's like, The Matrix. And then <laughs> cool. I can't... <laughs> Isn't then... that the lady's name in it? Yes, yes. That is so funny. It is a very funny reason for that to be your dragon. Like, I don't know. I saw The Matrix and it was kind of cool. I saw oh. The Matrix and like, it kind of sucked. But... <laughs> no, well, if you're listening to good. this. The second two are bonkers, weird. Trash, but get ready for a fourth. Look, if you're listening to this, we don't know uh, if the lovely, gorgeous Dita Ritz was planning to uh, join us. She had some scheduling uh, conflicts, and she may be joining us. She may not. But it might, yeah, we're gonna. We don't see. know. We don't Party know. On. That's the beauty of life, man. Dude, like you know, Forrest Gump said, "You never know what you're gonna get when you get a box." And guess chocolates. what? That's the game within a game. That's the game <gasps> within a game. It's a Forrest Gump. Dita shows game? up. <laughs> Yes, if Dia shows up, she has to do her best Forrest Gump impersonation. Done. She doesn't know that yet. <laughs> but she'll be going up against you. And Uh-oh. if you win the game, then the game changes. Oh. Then it becomes a lip sync for the crown. And that's not what you think it might be. Because right. there's a game within that game. There's a game within the lip sync for the crown game. Because yes. that's a lip sync to get a guest spot on the Netflix show, The Crown. Yes. You have but to once lip you're on sync. Set. 
Yeah, but once you're on set, they're like, who are you? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's when the game gets interesting. And that's when it gets interesting. If you refuse to leave set, you have won that game. Now. Yeah. Yeah. So you, but there's another game of you. When you do refuse to leave the set, there's another You'll, game. That's right. You'll be taken to the craft table. And if you can stomach every shitty snack on the table and keep it in your gullet for 10 minutes, right. you've won the game. Then you have won the game. But not so fast. But not so fast. <laughs> not so fast. Don't be fast. Don't, um, don't be fast. That's how you win the game is not being fast. See, I'm really glad you're here. I, uh, well, I love you. But also, you, uh, there's, you have a really excellent skill set to talk about. You love Drag Race and you are a voiceover actor. So <gasps> I have- am, Manu! Dude, you're kind of killing it. You're on a million different things. You're on like a million kids show. You're on Duncanville. Right. What right. am I missing? I'm missing other things. There's a bunch of a bunch of stuff. A bunch of stuff. Bunch of stuff. Bunch so I'm of really excited stuff. to hear your insights and how much Ooh. you love drag tops. <laughs> Something tells me you love drag tops. I do have a pitch on drag tots. Make them down. I was going to say, make them little tater tots. Okay. Already better. (laughs) Okay. We'll get to that. Yeah. You're fired up. You were texting me about uh, about drag tots. I think it's really bad. I'm just going (laughs) to, I'm just, there's just a lot of times I'm a little bit more PC. I'm a little bit more sensitive. But Drag Tots is really Drag God. Tots got you really mad. It fired me up. I think it's goddamn train wreck. I think it's horrible. And I and I, I really think there's no excuse. There's no excuse. <laughs> you know what I mean? I had I didn't have any real react. I was just kind of like, oh weird. This is a thing. Wish yeah. they were tater tots. But then you were texting and I was like, whoa, okay, all right, here we I, go. I'll say it again. It's for nobody. It's it's like not good enough to be a oh. good kids show. You know, it's oh, not yeah. a good kids show. And it's not funny enough to be like a good adult animation show. It's for nobody. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. My, that's my whole thing. I'm just going to be honest. I didn't, I really don't like it. And I think it's a waste <laughs> of time in All Stars to make us cross promote this goofy, messy, poorly animated show. And that's, I'm sorry, that's how I feel. That's how I feel. Yeah. Your microphone's on fire, man. (laughs) So Pandora went home on the Snatch game. Oh, I know. Bummer. Pandora, I love Pandora so much. And it was, the whole season was like, come on. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Like, it was that the whole time. Like, you got this. Yeah. You got this. Okay, okay. I get exactly. it's gotta be crazy pressure. It's stressful. It's stressful, man. It's strange pressure. It's also probably just strange pressure to have to do the best drag of your life in the middle of the pandemic. Dude. That's kind of strange, I bet. Yeah. Oh my god, game within a game is here. Ooh, the Ritz happening. <laughs> Put on the Ritz. Category is cheesecake. Because Woo! we have the one and only Miss Dita Ritz. Dita, thanks for joining us. Yes. What's up? Hi, how are you? How are you? Stunning, gorgeous, amazing. We're so happy to have you. I'm happy to be away. here. 
what a gag. You uh, have been, I mean, I have to say, me and Betsy are, have been roommates for 10 years. We fell in love with you on season four. Oof. I mean, truly have been obsessed with you. We rewatch your lip syncs just to feel something. Ah, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. So thank you for joining us and sharing your drag knowledge. Thank you so much. That means a lot. That really means a lot. And right now, especially with everything going on, you know, I've been very public about, uh, which I'm sure we'll get into, but I've been very public about my feelings of drag race uh, recently because I've kept a lot of those feelings bottled up for so many years. Um, And it wasn't until 2020 where, like, I started letting it out. And so right now I feel I have, like, this weird I don't know, personally, I just have a weird energy when it comes to Drag Race. And so I, um, I I appreciate whenever I meet people and they give me that credit and they say that I inspired them from season four or the lip sync, you know, um, it, it really does mean a lot. And I really appreciate that. Yeah, you're amazing. Oh, I seriously. Mean, you're, and you're fun. I mean, you're so talented. You're so funny. I, I mean, I'm also remembering how much you fucking slayed that acting challenge in the jail cell. Yes! Yes, yes, yes. What was I'm that like? <laughs> um, it, was, it was fun. I mean, it was, I was in front of Max Muchnick, which was pretty cool because he's, he you know, he's the creator of Will and Grace. So I thought that was really cool. And um, hey, Max, I'm still waiting for that audition for a Because <laughs> he told me, he, he, told, he told me to have the talent to be on any sitcom show. So I'm way in which been doing auditions lately i've been getting offers to like just do auditions and submit tapes and so i have been doing that but um right. it was fun i mean it was i you know i i'm a theater kid i grew up in the theater and you know i did plays and if i didn't do the plays i was behind the scenes like in the wardrobe team or you know you know learning how to do tech and production and all that so i grew up in theater so acting for me isn't it's not something I do often, but it's not hard for me to tap into because I like acting. It's fun. Yeah. And that's what it that. felt like. It was just like, oh, you were having fun. And that makes yeah, such no, a that difference. Was, <laughs> that was probably the funnest challenge to me being there. I, you know, like I liked other challenges. Like I liked the float their boat challenge we did. I thought it was pretty iconic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, I, my favorite I was the acting. And it also was like a really great to redeem myself after having to lip sync because that is uh-huh. not a great feeling. Although, People love the lip sync. For me at the time, that, that lip sync took me a minute to really understand, like, the magic of, like, what lip syncs really do bring to the fandom of the show. So Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That has to be such a wild feeling of having to lip sync, but then truly destroying and being like, see, I'm, see, I'm, I'm good. Like, that's <laughs> right? yeah. such a wild, I don't, that's got to be crazy to feel. Yeah, I mean, it is. It is. I, I like I said, that that word comes up a lot with me now. The lip sync assassin that that that's always been there, but it's it's so heavy right now. It's, right. It's all it's, right. it's all I see online, and it's it's uh it's a little overwhelming. It's it's yeah, even when I think about it right now. But <laughs> I, yeah, I appreciate it. You've been really vocal about your feelings. Um, do you care to expound about like how your feelings, how your relationship has evolved? I know you've been pretty active of like. I, I would like to be on the show and I feel like mm-hmm. I've, I've done an amazing, I have an amazing career. Can, can you expound on that? Um, yeah, I mean, everything you just said. I mean, you know, yeah. I'm, almost, I'm almost 20 years into this game and I think it's interesting that there are girls who, you know, they, 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 do, they, do, they do drag for like a year and then they get on Drag Race <laughs> and then they're able to like be called <laughs> legends and icons and there's nothing against that. Don't get me wrong. I don't have any, you know, but I feel like back in my day, back when I first started, it was about paying your dues. And it was about mm-hmm. like, 
you know, like, I don't know. There's just such a ass backwards thing going on with drag right now. And I, I just am not happy with it. And, um, yeah, I just haven't been vocal about a lot of things. You know, I was, I've been quiet for years. You know, I, I've ignored a lot of things. Um, I don't like the way I was treated with world of wonder and drag race. I I don't Mm -hmm. like the way that even behind the scenes, uh, you know, when you run into certain people, they, they, you know, it's obvious that they play favoritism. And Mm -hmm. my thing is this, like, I can understand if I was a nightmare, um, because there are some drag race girls who are nightmares and yet they get <laughs> all they get all of the blessings, you know, they get to uh-huh. work and, and do all types of cool stuff. And yet I be over here just minding my business, working, you know, in my costumes and my bills, like, you know, really being a self-sufficient queen and I get ragged on for it. And, you know, there's not a chat, you know, every day it seems I wake up and my DMs are, you know, they're flooded with love. But then also like there is just like hate, you know, people are still like uh-huh. coming for me about dry wigs when, you know, like from season four and it's like, girl, like girl. you even bother to check in and see what I'm giving or what I'm doing. And I don't even wear, you know, like, or, you know, it's just a lot. It's, it's a yeah, lot. And it is a lot. Right. And right now it's, and I think that that was like part of it, you know, like you, you and I have been having a long conversation about me coming on here. And I think mm-hmm. I said to you in the, in the DM, I said, I want to be able to come on here and talk to you and not be triggered because mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I just, I'm, yeah. I mean, I think you can hear it in my voice. I'm just extremely, um, I'm just dumbfounded with the way that drag race has treated me because yeah. I'm talented and, and, and I'm, ta- and I'm not trying to say that any of the other girls aren't talented. It's just, mm-hmm. it's very interesting because it's very noticeable. And I just feel like it's like an elephant in the room, maybe no. And I also feel like sometimes I question, am I worthy enough for the fans to really uh-huh. fight for me? Because I feel like they will fight for a Trixie Mattel. They will fight for Katya. They will fight for mm-hmm. Valentina. They will mm-hmm. fight for the white girls or the white mm-hmm. passing girls or the mm-hmm. white accepting girls. Uh-huh. Um, but they, I, you know, I question that sometimes with me, like, and it's hard. It may, you know, in, in, in entertainment, you do that, like, just makes you wonder, like, you know, like, yeah, hundred percent. The fandom, look, period. The fandom's crazy, period. The fandom's racist, period. Um, mm-hmm. Production plays favorites, period. Like, you're a hundred percent right on that, and I think you are. And you're bringing up a really good point of like, there's this strange thing where like, the show. Okay, here's my opinion. The show like almost belongs to the internet now. And that affects production's choices in some negative ways when they're like, well, the internet's losing their fucking mind over this one queen. Mm-hmm. So we will do what the internet tells us to do. Yeah, no, it's exactly that. And that's fine. I mean, go ahead and do that. But honey, I'm talented. So I have <laughs> yeah. my coins too. And, mm-hmm. and, my, and I think my frustration I have with Drag Race and World of Wonder is that what I don't think they realize is that the public is seeing how y'all treat us. Mm-hmm. So the thing is that when when the public sees that you have how y'all have treated me, you have a lip sync assassin spot and you don't give me that chance to even come back and do that. Or you have not given me a chance to be on, you know, uh, all stars. or You don't even give me a chance to be a part of Work the World or the Drag Race live shows, things I'm very capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Um, what, I think that they don't understand that with, when you guys don't give other opportunities to us, the public sees that. And then mm-hmm. what happens is the public thinks it's okay to disrespect someone like me because I'm not endorsed or lifted up uh, by the show. Uh-huh. And that, and then that, and then what that does is that trickles down into my every day of working. So when I am planning my show, when I'm planning shows and traveling gigs, you know, I have to argue 10 times harder to be paid just even fair, or I have to make sure that, you know, I, you're paying for the airfare. You're paying for my car service. You're, you know, putting your credit card on the room for incidentals. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I have to work 10 times hard because 
what the promoters and the people who book me at times, I can see it in their face. They think, oh, well, Drag Race don't respect her, so why should we? And that's really what happens. Wow. Oh, I think you're 100% right. I, I think it's no secret that the queens I mean, of color have a hard time. And like, it, it's just, there's just no secret that they're, that queens of color have been tokenized. And it, it's just, it, you, you yeah, I mean, like, you, so if you look at, but. if you look at, if you look at the black queens of drag race, and this is no disrespect to any of them because they're all, we're all fierce bitches. Mm-hmm. We're fierce than white girls, to be honest with you. But like, <laughs> I look at the black girls of, if you look at the black girls of drag race, it's always the same like five, 10 girls that get used. It's like, it's not like a variety. It's very rare when you see like, right. all of us get utilized. It's like, they only utilize, it's, it's, it's always, you know, the the Monets and the, and the Naomi Smalls and who are great queens, mind you. I don't want to like, Bash right. Them, but like mm-hmm. those, you know, the Latrice Royales, the Bob the Drag, like they only use those queens. And me and Bob had a phone call recently, and I, I and and I said to Bob, I said, I think that like they they sometimes pick and choose like that with black girls. And I don't want to come off offensive when I say this, it's because they know that you guys are going to make the mainstream, which is the white fan base, comfortable. See, a bitch like me ain't gonna make no white people comfortable because I don't Ooh, care. But uh-huh. there, but but maybe a you know like a Monet exchange will you know make show mm-hmm. she knows how to like maybe float that fine line. So maybe that's why mm-hmm. they work with her and and pick her for those things because you know somebody come disrespect me, honey. You gonna get you gonna need security because I'm you know I'm honey I'm from Michigan. I'm a corn fed kid, so like I will fight. You know Monet might not fight. She might not fight, but I will. So. Yeah. Whoa. You bring up a great point. I mean, look, the gatekeepers, there's there's a there's an atmosphere of whiteness that is still like at the top of every world, the queer world especially, when you look at who's holding the keys, like, oh well, it's the white gay guys. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. I think that trickle down is seen. And you're right. Like, um, some queens I think are like willing to code switch because they're playing the game in their own way, right? And ain't nothing wrong with that. I want to make that right. very clear, honey. Because totally. like, like I said, it is, and you know, it's my one reason why I, I bash Drag Race and I bash World of Wonder, but I would never bash RuPaul. Totally. Because RuPaul has gone through so much as a Black man. And even back mm-hmm. in 2020, a lot of people were upset and angry that he wasn't speaking up. And people were asking me. And I was like, yeah, I'm upset he's not speaking up. But I completely understand why he ain't. Because, like, he's already yeah. done enough to open the door. Now it's my turn. He gave me the platform, so now I'm going to speak up. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I don't, I don't fault, I don't fault any of like queens of color that are, you know, working in the higher echelon of drag because yeah, like they got bills too. And it's probably yep. fearful, just as fearful for them being at that level. So I don't fault them at all. I just think that my fault is honestly to just wow and drag race. That's just, I, I blame yeah. them at the end of the day. I don't blame anyone else. I blame mm-hmm. them. Work. I mean, look, you're, you're 100% right. And I want to see you. Do you want to? Okay. If if there's a world where they're like, you know what? We we need you on the show. Will you do the show? Um, yes, I would. I would do the show. The thing is that I've just, personally speaking, I've, I've gotten some other great opportunities coming my way. You know, I just mm-hmm. did some things with Bubbly, uh, which is great because Bubbly actually sponsors Drag Race. So that was kind of like a good kick. <laughs> but, I, I'm, you know, I'm doing it like I'm, I've gotten opportunities to do some things. And so... I right now I I have I have officially put the ball in their court. When they are ready to call me, I will be ready. They call me right now, I you know I will be ready. But I right. I am no longer. Um, and I mean I don't I don't know how the, I don't hope this doesn't come off like I'm just giving up. But I am no longer trying to advocate 
for something out here and look crazy when they just, you know, I mean, like they have apparently they have a uh, all stars winter season coming up and then they have like an international season coming up, apparently. Yeah. So I just, you know, I just I'm gonna I'm gonna go do me. Yeah. And yeah, they can do them and maybe we'll come back together at some point. I mean, yeah. I, I, I've always said that the day they do ask me, though, the one thing I'm going to ask them is what took y'all so damn long? <laughs> like, I think like, the fans like, agree. Yes. Like, I have to ask that question. Like, so, and I think that, and honestly, I think that there might be some fear to that too. You know, I think that they know that they haven't treated me well. And I think that they know they kind of did me wrong. Mm-hmm. And so I think that there's a fear of them even being like, yeah. we are going to have to answer to this because we know, they know that I'm not a dumb girl. Like, they know that like, Dita's going to ask these questions and right. we're going to have to answer them. So mm-hmm. I think that there's just a lot. I think right now it's better off if we just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I do my thing and they do their thing and maybe down the line, if it happens, it happens, but it's definitely not right. something I'm, I'm, you know, I'm letting the fans, the fans are fighting hard enough for me. So I'm just, I'm letting them fight. And I'm, I'm just working. I got bills to pay, honey. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I like the conversation you're bringing to the table. I think it's so real. Even when you look at how the show portrayed Queens in your season, there are things said about queens of color that would never be allowed to be on TV. Today. Oh God, no. First of all, Michelle Visage telling me to lotion up. I, I honestly always say that that was the, that was the beginning of like my, my, my whole, like, that was the beginning of like, just dealing with the racism to me, period. Because mm-hmm. I felt like when she said that, I immediately started getting gaggles of white gay men thinking it was okay to make lotion up ashy jokes. And I don't know if y'all really know, like, be if you, to, period, to call, like, anybody ashy, it is like a level of class for Black mm-hmm. people. But then yeah. if you're white and then you're calling me ashy or telling mm-hmm. me to lotion up, it's like a trigger moment. You know, mm-hmm. I, I have always said that. I would have been more fine if Rue would have told me. If Rue would have been like, before you walk into my house on my runway, you need to put some lotion on them legs, girl. I would have been like, got you down because I know where that comes from. Uh-huh. But Michelle Visage is a white woman and she had no place to say that. And she's done also so many other things. You know what I mean? Sharon Needles walking around calling everybody the N-word behind the scenes and nobody in production reprimanding her. Yeah, she won the damn show. You know what I mean? It's just, there was a lot of, there was a lot of that going on. on. I'm speaking season? up about it because, yeah. Yeah. Oh I mean, everyone God. knows it. I mean, this is not a secret. This is not a secret. I think I, I'm just the only one willing to talk about yeah. it now because for me, I just think that it's like, I love Sharon and don't get me wrong. I would say this to her no, right get, now, yeah. but like you've literally been, you've been rewarded for bad behavior and mm-hmm. you would walk around and you would call me the N-word. You would call Latrice the N-word. You would call Milan and LaShawn the N-word. You would say the N-word like it was nothing wrong with it. And no one, the only person in our season who stood up to her was Willow. And that's why I have so much respect for Willow. Because wow. Willem understood how effed up that was. And Willem made it a thing in front of me to check Sharon one time and say, you have got to stop saying that. But no one else did. You know, no one on production did. People actually on production witnessed her saying it and they just laughed it off. But like that, would that happen today? You know, like, could you imagine if like, you know, Absolutely I know that there was a whole not. thing that with, with Elliot this past season, there was a whole thing with Elliot and he got kind of got caught out about some things. Could you mm-hmm. imagine if like, Elliot would have been calling like Candy Muse the N word. Like Candy Muse would have been ready to fight or calling mm-hmm. Tanisha Bond. She like, would have been would have been a- removed from the show. They'd be like, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I just ah. she definitely wouldn't have won. So like I don't know. I just I I think that it yeah. There's just I don't know. That's why yeah. I just I've I've kind of started doing my I'm just doing my own thing because mm-hmm. I just think that there's some things yeah. that Drag Race and World of Wonder they need to fix and I, <laughs> beautiful. Uh, yeah, they just need to fix. 
Beautifully so. said. Okay, well, yeah. we're going to talk more about this episode right after this break. Yes. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with earning. Come on, y'all. We've all been there. We want to spend a little bit of extra dough on a big night out or a last minute gift for like your boo. Sometimes money just can be, uh, dare I say, complicated. Well, worry not because earning helps you get your money today as opposed to later. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know, wake up because earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work. You can get up to $100 per day or 750 bucks per pay period. Earning is used by over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability. So why don't you go ahead and download earning today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in Drag Her Under Podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show. That's Drag Her Under Podcast. Get some extra dough. Have a little fun. And don't wait for your employer to give you your money, honey. Earnin is subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Okay, and, and we're gonna are you ready to keep going, Miss Dita? Yes. Thank Let's you for finish. sharing that. That was yeah, that's this incredible. I know. No, no I problem. No I mean, I, I do realize that I do realize like are there probably gonna be some very mad people when I say things like, you know, but I don't care at this point. I'm I, just I so over who cares? You know. I think you no, just who, spoke who your truth. Care. You're right. You know? Yeah, I just I think that it just needs to we need to like really nip this in the bud. I understand that people are going to be mean and catty. Cause that's a big yeah. part of our career and our, mm -hmm. our industry and our world. 
but the level of just disrespect, like we shouldn't be getting this from like teenagers, like 14 year old girls should not be able to write. 14 year old girls should not be able to get in my DMs and tell me that they don't like my drag. Like Uh, when they don't uh even, you can't eat, you're not even old enough to drink. Like you're not even on the <laughs> right. You're telling but me you've never you... been in front of people, you little losers. Stop <laughs> it! I've never even met you. I've probably never even met you before. Like yeah. you know, like I don't know. It takes you know, no talent know, so... to be a critic. It takes no talent. You know, oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Honey, an asshole. Everyone has one. <laughs> that part. I. I guess. Okay, so here we go. We're gonna talk about this. We're starting this episode with this superlatives game. Oh, yeah. which this fun trick where they get you they get you in a room and they say who's the stinkiest <laughs> who smells the most like shit and then and you then, write down your answers and like ross mm-hmm. comes in later being like now i've heard that there's been some real talk in the th- where it's like it was so forced for people to be like eureka mm-hmm. is gassy like <laughs> <laughs> I felt like that. Honestly, I felt like they did that whole thing because honestly, this season, like all the girls are getting along. Like everyone is really like, there isn't really any like, like everyone's Uh had, yeah, everyone's had like, there's been like moments where people have checked each other. Like, you know, Trinity was like, she had her moment where you're like, give me my moment or, (laughs) you know, like they're like, you know, you know, there's been moments, but like there hasn't really been like any fighting, you know, with like All-Stars 4, quite when that was a whole, like there was a lot of stuff going on during that season and Uh fighting and girls were feuding and um this season they are they all really are like a sisterhood if you ask me and um they i think that they you know i think that they wanted to probably stir up some drama so playing that type of game there's a drama yep they (laughs) knew the categories they were picking you know they knew everything like moody who's most moody we know who that'll be and they will be so mad they win that one. <laughs> well, it is and, so and the funny. thing is that I know, um, and the thing is, I love Trinity K. Bonet. I love hanging out with her. She's fun. I've gotten to know, like, know her over the past couple of years, just being a drag race girl and everything. But I knew she was even before drag race because I was a fan of her through pageants. But mm-hmm. um, it, it was interesting when they were asking those questions, I was like, oh, Trinity is going to be picked for that. And <laughs> Trinity is sensitive. She's a, she's a sensitive heart person. She's a very yeah. soft-hearted person. So I felt bad because I was like, oh, girl, you're doing good. Don't let it, like, break you, girl. Don't let it break you. You know, like, because I, I just say I want, yeah. her, I want her to win. I me, love too. She, oh, me, uh, too. I, me too. She's my number one. I love when she owns it, though. She's always like, shit, I was in my feelings. That, <laughs> and mm-hmm. then I was like, yeah, you are. It's so yeah, and, and that's a, And honestly, that's a true queen. That's a true queen when you can like <laughs> own that and you can be like, I was in my feelings or my feelings are hurt or I feel bad or that. Like, yeah. yeah. It was very funny and untucked where she was like, who was the second person to vote me to go home? <laughs> that and was funny. Like, they're like, it was you. She's like, oh, right. all right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. I was watching that thinking the same thing, too. I was like, I think it was you. Yeah, so they play that game. Here we go. Trini's moody. Ginger could be the president. Love that. And now we're announcing the challenge is drag tots, um, where you have to create and sew something for your character. What, what do we think? Mano, you're so uh, mad at drag tops. I, I really don't like drag tops. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've only watched like one or two episodes of it. Um, yeah, it's not not for me. Um, it's for no uh, one. Actually. I, yeah, I'm like it's not for it's not my thing. But um, I I thought it was it was I thought it was a fun idea. I mean, it was a branding moment, you know, like the yes. show. It relates mm-hmm. to the show. The girls who do the voice have been on the show, so it all made sense. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I. I, I liked it only simply because they had to create. And I think that 
the idea of drag queens sewing and making clothes is like it's trying it's trying it's hard hardest people are trying their hardest to like discredit that like it you don't have to and i personally think i'm i'm just different i personally think a drag queen should be able to create their look now mm-hmm. we all buy looks and that's fine there's nothing wrong with that don't get me wrong i also think you should be able to create and be artistic you should you should know how to do that yeah. and i i i think that's the thing i like the most was that they got to actually sew because drag race just does not have as much sewing creative challenges it's like mainly acting and branding challenges it's not a lot of we used sewing to have and more creative yeah, we used, used to, to be because that and what's interesting because these type of drag queens exist still like if you mm-hmm. look on social media there are queens who lit- i saw this queen today who made this dress that was inspired by another designer and she was talking about how many hours it took i, I don't remember her name but um i thought like like, this is what we're talking about. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there are queens out here still who love to sew and love... And there are drag race girls who do sew and do make their stuff. You know, mm-hmm. Akira, certain girls who really are creative and still have a hand in their stuff. But I, I'm starting to see this thing now where, like, uh, it's almost like if you make your own stuff, you're almost, like, discredited as a queen if, instead of going and spending $10,000 on a dress. And so right. I like that we got to see them, like, sew and make stuff. Because if you're an all-star, you need to be able to do everything. Yeah. I want there to be a whole season where you're not allowed to, like, you can bring wigs and shoes, but then everything, like, or like a budget. I would win like, that I want season. a budget season. You I would, would win that season down. Yes! I would win that season down. Oh, I'm like, yes! okay, one thing I can do is budget, honey. Although I like to say I'm broken poor because, you know, that's what the public likes to say. They like to say I have no money and I'm poor. So I'm broken poor. So <laughs> they call it drag race, Colin. Fuck my drag. And that okay. <laughs> so you can't bring shit. You would do so good. You always did good in the design challenges. I'm already thinking of your apocalaki uh, look, which was sickening. Yes. I loved that. Yeah, uh. I loved that. That was fun. That was really fun. I remember we did that to the zombies, and I saw the zombie with the fish wire, and I was like, I will body any of these queens right now. <laughs> yeah. that. That's why, you know, that's why I wore Ugg boots, because I was like, if we got to run, I can run. I ain't wearing heels <laughs> yeah. out here. So. <laughs> It was hot. It was hot. Yeah, I mean, I just look, I think the talent in, in Drag Tots is great. I love all the queens involved. I love that they're, you know, queens are going get, to get involved in it. But I just, I just think it, sh- it just needs to be better. It's not, I don't know who it's for. <laughs> Children are not going to buy WoW Presents Plus. I, I don't, it, especially when every other show on WoW Presents Plus is like queens talking about cum. And I love that. But why are we <laughs> pretending... Why are you pretending this is a kid's show? Who is this for? Yeah. No, you know, I've always, I'm always fascinated at the amount of children who know me when mm-hmm. I'm like doing like, when I do drag cons or if I go places to work um, and, you know, I'm going to the bar to work or the venue and it's like maybe uh, 18 and up or 21 and up. And then there's like parents who bring their like teenage, like teenage girls or teenage, you know, they want to meet me outside the bar. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, I'm like, drag queens, we have such dirty minds. Like, <laughs> why, why do you set your children to the thing, the crazy stuff that we say? Like, I don't know. But I guess, you know, I guess it's just the time is different. You know, the kids are more exposed to everything now. So I, a drag right. queen is probably, we're like pretty much, we're probably like PG-13 compared to what they're really exposed to. That yeah, part. Right. Have yeah. you seen Euphoria? Um, <laughs> okay. Just, there you go. Just dicks. Um, <laughs> It's interesting. I, I love kids being aware of queer culture. I love that. I'm here for that. Mm-hmm. I yeah, just yeah, don't, yeah. I don't think queens should be censored. That that's my other thing. 
Like, let it yeah, go. Yeah, no, I don't agree say. with that. I, right. I agree with that. I don't think that the thing should be censored. And I know that a few years ago, we were having that conversation, like, uh, Bianca's name came up about mm-hmm. that because she was making jokes and reading everybody. And I think that if you're good at it, you know, why try to fix it? You know, sometimes mm-hmm. girls tell jokes and they're not fun. Let's just make it. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, yeah, I don't think that queens should ever be censored. I think that part of our job as, uh, as a drag queen and one of the things that I always thought was amazing about doing drag was that we are like the mascots of the community. So yeah. like we are the ones who are marching in the, we're at the front of the picket line. And we are yelling in the police officer's face and we are, you know, laying on the ground and refusing to move in the church. We are, you know, what I mean, like we are the yeah. ones I feel drag queens. We are we are really we should be the ones ushering in and giving the courage to the community to stand up for themselves. And so, yeah, I, I get very upset when people try to say like, oh, this queen's doing the most or she needs to be, you know, she's being disrespectful. Or this, you know, like, no, 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 no. You shouldn't. No censoring of drag queens, because at the end of the day. It, we're the ones who are really speaking up for the community. Right. Well, not all of us. You know, some bitches like to be quiet, but <laughs> some bitches are too busy putting on the fucking Galliano dress they were sent. To even <laughs> speak up or post a Black Lives Matter on your grid on your Instagram. Okay. You gonna get me started? Okay. You gonna get me started? Okay. I okay. You know what? <laughs> oh my god! I want to talk about it. I also, we have to talk about this later. Cameron, poor Cameron Michaels, she was very pressed about her appearance on the show. Did you guys see this? No, I didn't. I did. I did. She, and I, I just feel for her. She said, she straight up said, look, I was brought in for a cheap storyline and fuck that song. Um, oh, so that song you know the is thing a I think, You know the thing I think is so interesting about that though? And I had alluded to this in my stories actually, was I think it's interesting and people, I'm just going to say this. I think it's very interesting that like, I'm speaking about the show and my experiences that I've dealt with and I am told to shut up and stop talking. Mm -hmm. Um, But she speaks about it. She'll still be able to work in Vegas. She'll still be able to be on the work, the world tour. Mm -hmm. She'll still be able to Mm -hmm. work with the show and get paid. They probably won't even like care that she just read them for Phil. What, you know, she did. I saw her whole Instagram thing. And mm-hmm. so I think that that right there is just like a perfect example of like privilege, like and not necessarily to her, but like that's how mm-hmm. they treat the difference between how they treat the white and black queens and the queens mm-hmm. of color compared to the white girls, because they can if they get angry, you know, World of Wonder does them wrong. They can stand up to it. I watch them. I've, I've watched a, a few of them do it yeah. and they mm-hmm. nothing happens to them. They get to work. They get to, you know, you know, reap the benefits of being a drag race girl. But when black girls do it, we literally are almost blacklisted by drag race in the, in the community. So it's like crazy. Uh, but I did see that. And, you know, if she feels that way. That's her feeling. You know, you can't take that away from her. I didn't really get that vibe that she was being used for a chief storyline. But I mean, if that's how she felt. That's how she felt. Dita, everything you said, where is the lie? There is no lie. And you are right. You can, if you have privilege, you can use it for good. Hopefully that will be a good example. I mean, sh- Hopefully she's using it for good so that queens get less and less used in that way of like, oh, your friend's going mm-hmm. home. Guess what? You get to send them home. That. Yeah. And, what, and is that, like, was that really? Okay. So, okay, wait a minute. Is that what it, because I, and now I'm, it's now hitting me and making me like realize like, oh, maybe that was it. Like, was she, did she feel guilty believe, that she had to send Eureka home? I believe that's I part mean, of her frustration. Didn't, didn't Jessica have to send Yara home? 
I believe yeah. which they were also frustrated about. I believe these people. I, I think these queens are just a little annoyed to be like, "Oh, you brought me home. You brought me in for this moment." I see. I, I see mean, what's going on. Yeah, I mean, it does. It sucks, but you know what? It's just it's the name of the game. Like it's just that's right. Like it's just the name of the game, and it sucks. But that's just the name of the game. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't You're have right. any, maybe. I'm, maybe I'm just too ice cold about stuff because I just don't <laughs> have any sympathy for that. You know, like. You got an opportunity to be on television and if yeah. you brought that, it, you know, you got to add a couple hundred dollars to your booking fee that you already probably are making a lot of. And you are, you are beautiful costumes and great hair, human wigs, and you look expensive. So I don't really understand what the stress is. I mean, you win at the end of the day and, you know, I don't know. I, I, I think you're I right. Think, and it's a TV show. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that was the thing I think that helped me get through like my experience of it. And even when I still think about it, it was that Chad Michael said that one day when we were filming, he said, this is a television show. Yeah, like man. this may be reality TV and this may be a competition we're in, but it's a television show. Yeah. Just remember that. And I, I, what, I remember once Chad said that it was like, okay, it makes sense a little bit more to me. You know, it's just, but yeah, I mean, girl, you're yeah. fine. You're, y'all, both, I, y'all be fine. <laughs> I think so too. I'll, I'll say this, I'm being a bitch, but it's like, also you're like, you're a jacked hot guy and uh, a famous drag queen. Pump the brakes, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel like it might be on the same line of like, remember when Milk was on Hey Queen and she <laughs> talked about kind of like how she had to check herself a little bit, like check yeah. her like kind of attitude and the way she was coming off. Yeah. Maybe that's Milk. what, I don't know. Maybe that's maybe the same thing, uh, you know, Cameron's feeling or like other people feeling. Like, you got to check the attitude a little bit because no, no, no shade, you are in a very lucky spot, girl. You know, you that work part. with all of the tours. You do a lot of the stuff. Like, like I can talk shit because they ain't done shit for me. But don't fuck <laughs> your checkup. But at the same <laughs> yeah. time, like, she is, you know, that's just the privilege that, you know, white people, they get to say anything they want to say. That's just work. what it is, so. Work. Yeah, holy shit. Work. So Rue is, is in the workroom. She's here to poke around. She's so good at it. <laughs> um, Ginger's doing a Southern <laughs> Belle character. I, I kind of wanted Ginger to do something a little different. I was like, Terry yeah, Bell. I do this a lot, Tara Bell. But it was Terry cute. Thoughts? Well, it was very like for Ginger. I felt like Ginger was. I kind of I liked what she gave, and I kind of like felt. I kind of felt what she was giving because I think Ginger was like, "I'm just gonna play this moment safe. Like I know uh-huh. I can play this character. I can Big amp time. this up. I'm sure she has probably watched Drag Tots before. So like, you know what I mean? Like I think she kind of knew what like she could play this and be a little safe with it. You know? Yeah. Um, and the funny thing is, I actually have to say this. I, I. I've always liked Ginger Minj. I liked her even before we before Drag Race was a thing. I would see her mm-hmm. at Miss Continental always compete. She's a phenomenal queen. She has a great voice and she she's sings incredible. live. Um, but I have loved her so much this season. I've loved watching her on this season. I don't know. I feel like it's Dang. a I feel like it's a more softer side of her. Um, because she kind of has she has to have a tough exterior because you're the bigger girl. The fandom mm-hmm. also is not nice to the big girls too. So, mm-hmm. you know, like, and she's an opinionated big girl, too. So, like, you know, she's had to have her own kind of, like, armor on, too. And I feel like this season, we've been able to see a softer side of her. So, I felt like what she gave was, it was, it was may have been a little safe, but I liked it. Yeah. Same. Yeah, I liked it. And it is, it's, it's such a challenge that's like, wait, what are we doing? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, and we're going to, like, have a story, but not lip sync to it, but also mm-hmm. get, get noted on not 
not lip syncing to it good enough. I don't know. It was a little yeah. like, yeah, just be safe, have fun, do whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think she, you know, they're getting to the point where like they're getting down to the wire. I mean, we're about yeah. to crown us winner soon. So I think Ginger, and she's done this before. So I think she was like, you know what? I I remember this part. And I'm oh yeah. Up. You know, like, I'm going to play that game right now yep. just to get me at least into the final whatever. And then when everybody has to hashtag Team Ginger or whatever, then she can, you know, and, go. Yeah. yeah, go ham. I like seeing her relaxed. I mean, girl has cucumbers on her eyes because she's like, I'm good. Like, she's like, yes. my talent is sickening. I've also seen her live and was blown out of my socks. Just Same. being like, you are all talent. No, she's Same. such a she's such a great drag queen. And she's extremely like... Um, I feel the same way about uh, Eureka too. Is that mm-hmm. I love I love the fact that like Eureka is like Eureka's a big you know she's a big she's a big person, uh-huh. but I love her clothes always fit her well. And I think the same thing with Ginger. I like that Ginger always like has really great tailoring with her clothes. Like that white gown she wore with the fringe on her season, her original season. Yeah, she had yes. that like white fringy gown with the big. I love that. Like she looked sexy, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like that's like, once again, like how what black queens we deal with our own thing. I think the big girls don't always get the credit. Like, why have we not had a big winner yet? Like, it's just crazy. Right. <laughs> Goofy. Right. I thought Ginger could have won season seven. I, me and Betsy, I, I'm going to say I, we wanted Ginger to win. No, yeah. team. I thought she was going to win too. I thought yeah. she was honestly going to win too. That just, I just, that, that damn bite. That damn that Violet, damn Violet. came with a fashion, though. She that fashion. beautiful bitch. <laughs> Dude, uh, and now gorgeous. she can, she's like, gorgeous. swing on ropes and stuff. It's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I have, it's so funny. I actually was, I was talking about her uh, the other day, randomly somebody, they, because they were, they were, we were just talking about Drag Race Girls. And um, they were talking about how they saw her perform one time. And they were like, have you ever seen her perform? And I said, no, actually. I think I maybe saw her one time, like, briefly. But I didn't, like, I didn't watch it, but I, I would love to see her perform. I think her shows and I think her aesthetic, I think she's fierce, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, she's, like she's the one girl I always say, like, can walk around and be mean and have an attitude because look at her. She's fierce. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. she, and she can back like, it up. Like, she can actually back it up. And like, like <laughs> yeah. it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Please make fun of me. You're so yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> me and Betsy have seen her live. She fucks, she fucks the room up. Like, she, she like... Yeah takes you to that that gay plane of like wonder where you're like you're in your own episode of gay as folk and oh wow, <laughs> gay as wow. Gay as yeah, folk. No, i want to say it's beautiful the stuff i've seen is just gorgeous the aerial stuff and that costume burlesque yeah i i want to i'm yeah. gonna have to i know she's doing a tour um a tour soon i saw yes. on, like line so maybe if she comes to chicago i'll i'll go see her reach to her and say I, yes, know her. Funny I, name. I don't know I don't know her all that well like I, I see her here and there briefly we're not like best friends but we see each other we always say hi so maybe I'll yes. reach out to her and be like I want to come oh, see your show yeah. yes oh. she's incredible it's a funny name the tour is a funny name too like hi it's me or something <laughs> like that <laughs> I love it, love it. <laughs> so good <laughs> okay Queen Seaman Raja <laughs> avoids Queen Seaman Rue's obsessed with Mexicatessen and Eureka's <laughs> rolling around on the ground. <laughs> oh, I did like that part a lot. <laughs> the, the edit Eureka gets this episode is just adorable. Like, she's just lovable. Yes! I I sobbed kind of for her when she was talking about, like, not always being a, um, uh, always being a bridesmaid, mm-hmm. not being a bride. Because yeah. I, um, I, once again, like, you know, I think she's a very polished, really, I think, I, you know, I think she's a little, un, um, What's the word? A little misunderstood. 
you know, uh-huh. don't get me wrong. She she extra. We think got her extraness. That but, part. <laughs> yeah. think, you know, I think she uh, I think she's like slightly also misunderstood. And I think you got to see a little bit of vulnerability of why she is so like big and loud and boisterous because the sense of the sensitivity in her is real. And you saw it. You right. saw how she really felt. And I think she I think she deep down knew she was getting eliminated because she hadn't won. And everyone knows that. Like, if you don't win any challenge, I mean, that was my situation. I had gotten so far, but I had right. gotten challenged by season. So I Crazy knew I was like, I'm going it. home. Like, yeah, you know, I, that was like, I didn't. I actually could have won, won that the acting, acting challenge, one? but I think that. The acting one. No, that I should have won that acting challenge, Who but they gave it to one? Latrice because Latrice, Latrice because they wanted oh. to make the full circle moment with her prison. and Marge the guard, and she was in prison and all yeah, of that. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, no, she's even told me, Latrice is even in the past. She's like, you won that challenge. And I'm like, I did. <laughs> That's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I love her. Well, you were also, I have to say, you were fucking funny as Wendy Williams. You did the first Wendy. Yes. Yes, right. of course, darling. I, I, we were in the front row with that, um, with the romper room fuckery, as they like. <laughs> that was like, yes. it's such a fun snatch game. Oh. The good is good, and the bad is wild. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was so, it was so intense. I can't even explain to y'all how intense it was. It was, first of all, it's I like, can't. you know, you know, RuPaul has like a presence about him that, like, for me, I don't. So my whole thing is like, whenever we were filming, I just tried to like behave myself. So I never tried to do any extra shit around him because I know he has to get out these lines. He has to like do his thing. And it's also like, he wants to get in, get his job done, and then we can get our challenge started. So it's like a time thing. So when we would, whenever he was around, and even now, like, I just don't, I don't be doing extra shit. I just stand, you know, when he comes up for like the ribbon cuttings at DragCon, I'm just like, I just stand here, let's get it done and over with so I can go to the booth and go get my money. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm... I, I don't I don't try to get in his way, you know what I mean? And and I, you know, and I I don't try to be friends with him or anything like that. You know, I try to just behave myself. But that watching him and seeing how angry he was getting, I was like, oh, damn. Like whoa. I could tell he was getting he was getting very angry and upset with says, a lot of your the ass behavior. Down, Beyonce. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I specifically clearly remember him saying that because I looked at him and I was like, oh my god. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, Ru- well, RuPaul's mad, so here we go. <laughs> So you're saying Beyonce doesn't <laughs> like, fart on people? Is that what you're saying? I thought, well, she definitely she falls out of a chair, I mean, I was like, Girl, what is that? You know, <laughs> she fell out of a chair. She was farting. She was whipping. And I was like, girl, <laughs> like, that is not my Beyonce. <laughs> no. <laughs> but y'all love Kenya. Shout out to Kenya, honey. She, oh, I love is. Kenya. She should be on the she show, her, too. Oh. oh, she's living her best life right oh. now. She... You know, she was um she was in the she was actually in Pulse when everything happened at Pulse. And I from what I've heard from the grapevine that wow. that's actually the last time she performed because she was in the dressing room when everything went down. So she isn't what? she hasn't really performed since then. She's you know, but I, I follow her online. I love watching her. She's, she's she so does a lot gorgeous. of photo shoots and she's so beautiful. She's unbelievably wow. beautiful. Oh, I wow. Yeah, no, when she walked in, I will never forget. She walked in and we were all like, well, fuck my life. Okay, you know who the pretty girl is? <laughs> Susan, like, yeah. None of us. We all <laughs> lost that one, girl. Yeah. Oh, God. You're like, just give me the fucking makeup wipe. I don't, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, my God. Yeah, now I remember even at the time her makeup was something so different from what we were all doing because we were all asking her for makeup tips, you know, oh, and what? like right. uh, she would. Yeah, no, we she would we were asking her for makeup tips, and then sometimes she would be playing with you know makeup with like you know Jiggly or Fifi or somebody, and I would come and you know watch them play and makeup and stuff. And yeah, no, she's 
Can use a fabulous makeup artist. Damn, I bet. Well, we're gonna chirp and burp the runways and talk <laughs> about that lip sync. But first, <laughs> <and burp. laughs> silence. I feel like taking another break. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hi, listeners. Here to tell you about a very important organization called Al Otro Lado, which helps to reunify families which have been ripped apart due to our country's cruel border policies. As you know, since 2018, many people have been suffering through these policies, which have taken children away from their parents. And Al Otro Lado is working to reunify families. They've already reunified over 100 refugee families and they create legal and humanitarian support to refugees, deportees, and other migrants in the United States and Tijuana. We want you to get involved today. Help me support Al Otro Lado and donate today. You can find the link to donate to Al Otro Lado in the description of this episode below or go to gum.fm charity and donate today. You can also consider volunteering with the organization, which offers opportunities that are both in-person and virtual. The best way to get involved is by filling out an application on their website at alotrolado.org slash volunteer. That's A-L-O-T-R-O-L-A-D-O dot org slash volunteer. Back. My break. Okay, we're back. Here you are with Miss. Gorgeous Dida Ritz. I'm going to share my screen Woo! so you can look at these stunning, uh, stunning little runways. I can get your all's opinions on them and oh, we can oh, chirp yes. and burp them. What do you say? Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay. So what is chirp is good and burp is bad? Yep. Yep. Right. Okay. That's exactly it. And since we're the only drag race podcast available on the internet, we, it, we, it's, we have to or else, you know, no one else will be able to know like how people feel about these looks. Right, right, right. Absolutely, absolutely. What did you feel uh, about um, Rue dancing on and her catwalk, by the way? I loved it. It was cute. I like when she does anything different than the norm on that uh-huh. runway. So yes. I think I think I haven't, because I, to be honest with you, I had to stop watching Down Under because of the whole Scarlet Adams situation that pissed me off. But Girl. she did a, she did a runway look where she had like 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 boots and a jacket, like very nineties looking. Uh huh. It was like a leotard with like. Oh yes, yes. It, it was and I was like, like yeah. I was like, okay, I'm here for that's very Benji of you, Rue. So I like when she just does anything yes. different than the long traditional what we see her look like, Mama Rue. Like I like when she has fun or she roller skated one time down the runway. Yes. I thought that was fun. Like I, I like when she does that type of stuff because it's just it is you know the walk you can only do so much with the walk and the gown. So right, yes. I even like that we see her in short stuff because we have yes. this like so I like when we see her in shorter stuff. I like when she wears pants. I love when she has a purse with her at one point. I think one time She's she had a purse man. with her. Yeah, yeah, no. RuPaul's She's a bad so bitch, honey. You got to give her her props, even if you don't always like what she does. You got to yeah. give her a props because she's the queen of drag. She is the queen of drag. So yeah. Period. Really? She's gorgeous and she Her just legs. gets hotter. Um, yeah. Every year. I, yeah, man. How do we do that? <laughs> good, that's a good glam So we have Miss Trinity as Furlisha. Love it. Uh, chirp. I'm, I'm going to chirp it. Uh, I love how unique the makeup I is. I chirped that, yeah. The yeah, ears. I love the makeup. Sorry. No, you go. You're the expert. Okay, sorry. I sometimes feel like I'm talking way too much. Sorry. <laughs> um, no more. I um I 
I loved, uh, I liked this. I liked the makeup. I liked Trinity. I also love Trinity, all her makeup she's done the runway. It's been really, really fun. Um, mm-hmm. Hold on. Are you, okay, there we go. Um, I loved the makeup. I loved um, the ears. I loved the whole fur bottom. I love the color she used. I love how she even, I love how she even, um, when she was, uh, what is it? Um, when they were doing the voiceover and she was on stage, basically like doing all of the, the yes. moments of, yes. you know, like flourish, yes. the flourishing and all that. Um, yes. I love how she even did that. You know, Trinity is an artist, honey. I'm telling you, crown it, crown it right now. Crown I'm it. with you. I, I, I love the character too, where it's like, yeah, go big, be a cat. Like, and it's yeah, yeah great, no, I loved it. Uh, so yeah. great. The jokes were funny. Nope. Yes. The full noodle looked awesome. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, that tail. tail, that tail was amazing. Incredible. Yeah. Okay. Big old chirp. I love this color scheme. And she changes her face so much. Yeah. It's amazing. Okay. We agree. It's a chirp. Yeah. I love it. She's a, she's another good makeup artist too. She's so good. Oh, I did want her to bring that yarn ball on stage. I, I like, was, yeah, as soon as that was like revealed, oh my God, end, yeah. I was like, no, play with it the whole time. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Ginger Minge as Tara Bell. Tara Bell. It's like I'll, an indigo pink Southern Bell moment. Yeah. Yeah. I'll chirp I love it. The I like color it. Blue. Mm-hmm. I love, I liked it. It was cute. The um, umbrella or the parcel or whatever you want to call that. I mm-hmm. like that. And I liked her hair color too. I like that Ginger is very, um, she's, she's very like stuck on being a redhead. It's very rare when you see her in other colors. I love that she is a ginger. I love right. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it always works. Like I feel she's never called out for that. I'm like you're wearing the same, like, cause it always looks really good. Yeah, yeah. no, her hair, she has, I always am impressed by her hair. Her hair is yeah. always very coiffed and laid and it's always big and teased. It's very dry. Yes. Yeah. Yes. She looks good and and she takes notes. I, I do think her makeup is even better than in season seven. Um, mm-hmm. I agree. I yeah. absolutely agree. And her face, she always gives and, an amazing face. Yeah, her performance to her voiceover thing is great. Yeah. My only thing is, it's a chirp for sure. I want her to do a big, dumb, ugly character because I love when she does big, dumb, ugly characters. Like in the commercial where she's like, Hi, my name's Steve. I was like, I kind of wanted to do an I ugly love character. But. Or like when they did, remember her season, they did the whole divine and she did the eggs, eggs, eggs. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, yes. I was yes, like, yes. I'm living that she did that because you gotta like really go to a different place to like, mm-hmm. I mean, to channel anything divine, first of all. But like, you have to go to a whole other place to even do something like what she was doing with the eggs and all that. Seriously, <laughs> oh, oh Raja, love this look. Raja. So I this was my favorite. This was actually my favorite runway of the night. It was incredible. Un- I, oh, so good. I'm, I'm, I am so, I mean, I loved Raja on her season. I, I, I love Raja. I've worked with her before. She's such a fun girl, but I am in love with how she is just being portrayed this season. Mm-hmm. And I love yeah. that. Like she is like being shown as like, like, I love she's talking about like where all that was her season and like how she is now. And like, I don't know. And I love that. She's like, she's making it so far in the competition. Like if Trinity don't win, Raja better win. Yeah. That part. Yeah. I agree. You know, like I am just very impressed with how Raja and Raja also, you can tell she had a, she, I think she said that on Twitter, she had like a budget. She really had a lot of money to spend going to all-stars. 
Wow. The way she can whip shit out. Because you see her like pulling out this shit and just like making these insane new silhouettes every time. God, Crazy. She's so mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I no, she's her. a seamstress. I, I believe she makes a lot of her own stuff too. Yep. God, that's so cool. She just also brings such a good energy and has this whole season of just like having fun, but also, yeah, like willing to talk about how she's like grown. I don't know. I love her so much. I just, yeah, she's yeah. been a real delight. What does she do? She always does that. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> Tell oh, the shirt. my God. Oh. <laughs> Change the I, name. Every time she does that, I'm like, girl, that is, <laughs> I love that. I, I, I love when she does that. In her she, talking head interviews <laughs> are so funny constantly. Like, oh, she rules. She rules. She kicks ass. She chirps. I love her little eyeball glasses, too. I caught oh, that, like, the second time around. Like, eyeball glasses. Cool. I want those. So cool. And she, had, and she had, like, eyeballs on her hands, too, like, on her palms, too, which <laughs> yes. I thought was really cool, too. Oh, so she's so rad. cool. And you know what? You're right. Like the, the storyline she's given on her original season is cl- unfortunate. I'm sorry, but it's un- it's very classic that they give these kind of storylines to queens of color where they're like, wow, she's an asshole. Where it's yep. like a lot of times the same queen, if they happen to be white, they'd be like, wow, she's sassy. <laughs> she's oh. sassy and she's diva and we love it. And we, oh. you know. And, and I also think that people like have to understand like that also does come from like literally like like disenfranchising and like disenfranchising if that's a word I can use and like mm-hmm. also like lack of resources because queens of color always tend to get access get least access to resources before white mm-hmm. queens do mm-hmm. you know there are designers that there are designers that I would love to work with but I know for a fact that a white queen is going to take priority over me just because she's white and that's just how it is you know because the designer knows like, oh, well if i have this white wearing my stuff i'll get more business than if i have this black and that's just uh-huh. and that's literally that's 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 the like that's just the politics of that's it so fact. yeah really so no i love fact. that she's like just i love a it's a shitty fact um but you know it's that's why i'm here to tell the truth honey yeah. <laughs> but i'm happy that raj is being shown in a more softer light and yeah. like people can see like you know She's a she's a good girl. She's a very nice person. I've worked yeah. with her before. She's really funny. Actually, I was shocked how quiet she was when I worked with her. She was just in the dressing room, minding her business, you know. Mm-hmm. Ah, she rules. Love it. She rules. So yes, um, um, I so yeah, I like I love this. This was cute. Oh, yes, cute. such a chirp, such a chirp, such such. So now we have Miss Eureka, Eureka coming out as Alexandria McQueen, giving you very Snow White's witch moment yes uh, or snow white's uh, queen i should say um it's cute i like it i kind of wanted a little different difference of patterns but i really liked it i liked it i, I liked wish you would have had i liked it too i, I, I thought it was like cute, very cute it, it looked like a character definitely uh-huh. um i wish she would have just had a long cape Oh, mm, that sounds good. Like, imagine if she just would have walked out on that stage with all those trees and all that decor and that so town, right. and she just would have had a gigantic long cape. Ooh, with like a black lining, and that would have like yeah shown off the silhouette even more. Yeah, like she just and she just could have been standing, and she could have literally. I feel like that grandness of of it all could have like mm. because. Compared to, like, the thing is, you have to split hairs because everyone's looks were fierce. 
But if you have to like start splitting hairs, Eureka's look is a little more simple than the rest of theirs. You yeah. know, like it's, yeah. just, it's not as much construction. It's not complicated to construct that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas like Trinity's, Trinity, Trinity's was complicated to construct. Raja's was complicated to construct. And even like yeah. Ginger's with how she did the whole Pika, Pika Roo thing on the bottom and the mm-hmm. Rushi and all that. Like, you know, uh, yeah. Eureka had more of a, a more, um, more of a simple design. It was effective though, but it just was more simple. I agree. I do like how she immediately is like, hello, doo-doo heads. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah, it's a chirp. It's still a chirp. But yeah, I think that's a really great point. Like, and especially because Eureka usually goes there. Eureka usually gets uh-huh. some crazy shit where you're like, that's- whoa. I was the really beach ball swimsuit. Hello, like right. Probably, I think the beach ball swimsuit and the pop art have been my favorite runways that she has done this season. I thought oh. that pop art was just so like mm-hmm. that was amazing to see on her. The colors, the, the makeup, the 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 look of it all. Her her face all over it. It was like, and everybody, you know, everyone did kind of like their faces on stuff. Like some people did, but like I liked hers the most and like mm-hmm. like i said like the beach boss went oh my god like hello like fabulous so yeah no this was very slim down for her yeah yeah okay i guess finally miss kylie sony glove giving yes. you witch as misbehave thoughts witch i like it chirp I oh it was a chirp too. for me i do too at it first was i was like me. is it plain but then you're like you get into the details and you're like that bow is fierce oh. the top is fierce even just how it, it moved. did her amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It it looked very animated the way that it the way that it, it moved on her and the fit. It was so like how it cuts perfectly on her shoulders mm-hmm. and that bow in the back and then mm-hmm. how that witch hat is like perfect with that. I don't even like spiders, but I loved how she did that. And then her and the hair. Mm-hmm. The, the, hair, the, is hair, perfect. Is the, the hair is perfect. The hair is great. Like the only color you see on that garment is the hair or on her is the hair. And I love that. Like Agreed. the blonde hair. If she would have done black hair, I feel like the black hair would have been boring. Any other color yep. hair would have been boring. I love that short, choppy, witchy vibe. It, yes. it really worked. It was like, it was very high fashion. It really was. And it was a unique silhouette for her, which was like even better. Well, yes, she was covered. Cause you know, we used to see in that, we used to see in that body. That body right. naughty. Right. So, you know, she, she's ass and titties all day. I love it. I do too. She's really stunning. Again, they're yeah, all jerks. Jerks so, all the way. This it's so hot. Like this yeah. season has been a lot of just like, oh man, everyone's so good. I'm just rooting yeah, for Yeah, no. It's, it's literally like it's literally like I mean, you're splitting hairs every time every week when I watch it, that's all I think. I'm like at this point like we're everyone's just splitting hairs cuz yeah. like there isn't yeah. really anyone bringing any like any terrible like runways or even like like you know there's maybe a little few mistakes that are made in challenges and things like that but you know for the most part I'm here for the looks and yeah. I'm also here for the sisterhood I'm yeah, here for like that. showing that it. like you know showing that drag race girls can all get along and that we don't have to necessarily be killing each other for a dollar yeah right right. it is so nice everybody's just rooting for each other it kicks ass Mm -hmm. and and it's nice that we don't need a villain this season it's just like in fact the biggest villain this season was jan because she was happy (laughs) i'm like okay i'm I'm, I'm okay with that okay i have to say this really quickly because this is something i have just done Uh oh the only one who notices this 
with Jan. They love to really play with that girl's emotions on that show. So like on one hand, hand, they will have like on one hand, they'll have her like they'll have her looking like um, like like Leah Michelle, like perfect. You know, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, I am the pretty geek, I'm here. And it's like, this thing, fall in love with her. And then on the next minute, they have her looking like cocky, like, I'm going to win the challenge. I won the rule the world. And then face crack. And then they turn, turn yep. her up for a minute and have her sobbing and crying. Yeah. It's like, I feel so bad for how they be messing with that girl's emotions sometimes. Because trust me, some of them girls, you know, there's, there's, there's maybe a few girls that maybe could deserve that in the franchise but no i don't think she's <laughs> harmless like she really is harmless yep she just want to do drag and be happy that's yeah. all she ain't bad you know yep yeah it, it's funny that like if, if that's the biggest thing you can materialize it's like it's a pretty flimsy it's a pretty flimsy narrative <laughs> right. yeah 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 and i mean and, and jan has like jan is very like what i call like she's one of those like set drag queens like she just has her her like she has her like her aesthetic and that's what she does and she doesn't really veer that far from it you know mm-hmm. like i think the farthest we've ever seen her maybe is when she did like the pink cushion look on her runway mm-hmm. like that was kind of like okay that was like oh that was i didn't expect that but yeah, that you fine. know what I mean? like she has her she has her her niche and she sticks with it and i respect mm-hmm. that for i really respect that about her yeah right, right. yeah she's she's great and her grandmother will fuck you up her grandmother <laughs> yes. will yeah, apparently, apparently her grandmother <laughs> <laughs> So we get the lip sync. You have to call her grandmother. You, there you go. Oh, God. Please do that. Please call her. If you listen to this, how your grandmother called her that drag race, tell them to get their stuff together and finally give a bitch a chance for one. Grandma Jan becomes like the great, the great queen who unionizes the queens. Look how far the world has come. I know. So we have, are fighting for drag queens. <laughs> so we do end with this lip sync. Cameron Michaels, Raja wins. God bless. She could send anyone home. We know she's not going to pull any stunts. That is not the kind of girl she is. Um, but what mm-hmm. do we think about this lip sync? Why was it um, only fine? It's a hard song, I feel, to like really go nuts. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. kind of felt that this lip sync was a little like, um, I want to make sure I use the right word and be really like, not like, not, I don't want to be nice, but like be respectful. Um, <laughs> it was a little underwhelming. Yeah. It was very, it was a little underwhelming. And I think that, you know, sometimes you can tell like, you can tell a queen's genre of music that they know well. Mm-hmm. And then you can also tell like a, a song that like, okay, like, I, I have to do this song. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I know yeah. the words. I, I know the words. I know the beat. But I don't necessarily know the, the embodiment. You know, I can right. do Beyonce, but I can also do Lady Gaga. But, but I would have to, to, to give Gaga than if I yeah. did Beyonce. So, yeah. I don't know. I felt like, I felt like it wasn't a song that maybe something like Roger would perform. But Roger mm-hmm. was, like, really trying her hardest. And then Cameron, I mean, stunning in that outfit. She looked really fierce, but she was like playing with her coat and they kind of, <laughs> I don't know, it was just really weirdly edited too. Like I didn't really, that I, was, I don't know, this is underwhelming. It was very underwhelming. Yeah. They love yeah. to edit too much in. They edit too much and like, can I just see the damn performance and decide for myself? Well, you know what I wish that they always did? I just wish they would just do a split screen and have the camera pop. Thank you. Yes. 
I do. I do too. Just, just literally do a split screen and then just have the camera follow and the people go back and forth to Rue and his expressions yeah. and then go back to the split screen. Like yeah. that, I just think that that's what it should be. Even like go into a four screen and then you can have different angles on the stage so that you can really great. see stuff. Yes. Like, honey, I don't, honey, I told you, I'm, a, I'm a brilliant bitch now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, Cameron wins this one. Here we go. Eureka goes home. But, but, uh, but, uh, uh, uh oh. Uh-oh. It's finally fucking time for the game within a game. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. I can't wait till they drop that first little act. You know, they love to drop the little first act on YouTube. I can't wait till they drop that. I'm about to have to check that out. Because that's going to be good. That's, that's going to be face crack. <laughs> face crack. It's so cruel that it's at the top four. It's like, it's good TV, but it is so mean that like, what? Uh, We're at the top four. You You couldn't do this at the top eight? (laughs) Yeah. You can see on Trinity's face preview that she is just not happy. And I, I, you know, obviously being like, obviously like Dragon Girls, like they talk, we we all talk about it, you know? And sometimes I like to just mute everything out because I want to, I want to just, find out with everyone else like mm-hmm. I learned my season I, I was spoiled to everything so I didn't really have any like it was not fun for me to watch it because I already knew kind of what was going on um but I briefly you know I briefly talked to Trinity like a little bit about it and yeah she was like I was so mad Diva. I was like <laughs> I'm sure and then and watching it I'm like oh she looks bad she looks, she looks she mad was Chicago, like, right. she, yeah no she was in Chicago like I think like two weeks ago like yeah like two weeks ago and we hung out after, like, we both did our gigs. And, yeah, we were talking about it. And she was, I was so mad. You know? I was like, I bet, I bet, I bet. She, she told me some other stuff, too. But, you know, you got to wait and watch that. I ain't about to spoil That her. part. That part. Yes. Well, I can't wait. Ooh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. Damn. Well, that's all she wrote for right now. I, I We're going to drop all of your links and places people can find you in the pod description. But tell us right now, how can we support you? Where can we Venmo you? What, how can we support Dita? Oh my God. Okay. So I, you can find me on Instagram, um, which is Dita Swag. You can find me on Twitter, the real Dita Swag. It is no secret. I am really not a social media girl. I really am private. Like, personally, mm-hmm. if it was up to me, I would just be private in my house. Like, and y'all would see me, you would have to see me on stage. I'm very old school. I'm very private that way. But yes. those are the two social media. Um, do like focus on I am actually working on a YouTube channel right now and we have we've I've been filming content and um you know just my life and I've had my friend Reza who's been helping me uh film around and just do stuff so a YouTube channel is coming very very soon once I have enough content edited and I feel it is nerve-wracking putting this type of stuff out there so once I feel like I'm not gonna have a panic attack and I have enough content <laughs> where I can like give you guys a lot. I don't want to just post a channel and then be having y'all like waiting with one video. You know, I want to give you some stuff. So that's coming very soon. And then I also am I have eight by tens that I'm selling, which are on my Instagram. Usually you DM me and then it's very simple. It's very grassroots. You DM me, I will give you all the uh information on how you can get that. But I have eight by tens and enamel pens. Um and my Venmo is Dita Dash Rit. And yes, I always appreciate Venmos. I appreciate those random Tip Venmos. That really queen. is beautiful. Yes, I love that. I love I love a random Venmo and I love and I get them. <laughs> I really appreciate them a lot. Yes? Yeah. A lot. Give the queen like, a fucking dollar. A, 
you know, like this is like amazing. I, you know, like people send you like randomly a hundred dollars or, you know, like, and you're just like, hey, like, you know, like you want to like almost blow, but then, you know, times are hard right now. Not every drag queen is is, is that lucky. And mm-hmm. I've had to take a step back and even with like certain things, I think about that, you know, you know, like, right. you know, just not throwing my blessings and the things that I, you know, you know, I, I really think about that because there, there are a lot of drag queens really like struggling out here right now with the yeah. pandemic still going on and drag queens lost all their gigs or drag queens who finally were starting to get their footing, but then the pandemic slowed them down and then Ugh. it completely, you know, they quit. Now they have, they're starting from the beginning and yeah, you know, and I tried my hardest to, you know, when queens are in town, um, you know, introduce them to managers and, you know, tell the managers at the bars I work at, like, mm-hmm. hey, I met this queen, you should book her, at least give her oh. a chance if she sucks you know, you at least giving her a chance. Like, yeah. so I really just, I'm really just trying to, you know, if you're, if you're listening and you're coming to Chicago and you want to look for places to perform, but reach out to me if you're, you know, an entertainer, I'm, you know, king or queen, you know, Chicago, we like them all here. We like king, queens, uh, everything in between. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. so nice. That's so nice. Dita, you're fucking amazing. You, I really appreciate you coming on, uh, sharing your story, sharing the truth about, what it's like to be a performer and still being magical, inspirational, funny, charming. I mean, you are the you are the best. And thank you so much. What a dream. Oh no, thank you. I'm finally we finally I'm finally happy we finally got to do this. And yes. you know, I don't really do a lot of I don't really do a lot of podcast interviews because I I have the gift of gab, so we could be on here for hours talking. And <laughs> also I just I don't know, I get I get very um, you know, I'm such an expressive person and I'm really passionate about my job. You know, I don't, I always want to make sure that I'm saying, when I say like, bash or honest things, I wanted to make sure that people understand it comes from my heart. It's not coming from any other place of me being um, um, hateful or petty or it's really me just telling my story and yeah. hoping that the next, I always say that I don't want the next Black, Asian, Puerto Rican, Latino, like, you know, bigger queen i don't want them to go through any of that stuff that i've had to go through and if i at least can stand up and show them like you can do it too you know like i just i want entertainers just to stand up for themselves like stand up for what they really yeah. believe in if you believe in your flowers if get your flowers you know what i mean yeah. because yeah. right now we are in a pandemic and literally we could just die tomorrow and like you ain't got your flowers right. like you know what i mean and that's always <laughs> right. my biggest fear that's always one of my biggest fears as an entertainer. You know, like I, I don't want to, I want to be able to do as much as I can while I'm here and I'm alive and I'm well and healthy. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. I just got Share so it. inspired. Holy shit. You are amazing. Well, I, thank you everyone. If you like what you heard, follow us on Instagram at drag her podcast. Give us five stars on the Apple podcast reviews. They really make a difference. And go support Dita Ritz and POC Queens everywhere. Uh, That's it. Till next time. Bye, bitches. Bye. Bye. (laughs) That was a HeadGum original.